Welcome back, Bubba Bunch, to another edition of the Bubble at Sports Podcast. It is episode 227. It is day four of draft class evaluations, and we are at the Atlanta Falcons. Kind of the lost team in this top five. Really just there, but they weren't making a power move. They just did what they had to do, which was take the best player on the board. But as far as this entire draft goes, no one's really talking about what the Falcons are doing in a new era. Past Dan Quinn, past this entire atrocity that was the defense over the last two years. This is a, a new breed and a young group of guys over in Atlanta and is led by Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator of the Tennessee Titans in his first head coaching job over in Atlanta. And he's got a lot of work to do, ladies and gentlemen. Look, this draft was tough because you're not going to get a proven starter or even the potential starter in the first few weeks of the season in rounds four through seven. You're just not going to find that very often unless you find a steal, which throughout this evaluation process within like the first week, we've only found maybe one or two. And one of them was with the 49ers in uh, Hufanga, which is one of my favorite players to watch so far. Um, there are a few players late in this class for the Falcons that I, I may potentially say their name in winners and losers because they're they're pretty exciting to watch. But we'll get into them in just a second. I want to thank you guys so much for the support lately. We are well above 100 subscribers on YouTube. We're gaining one or two subscribers each day, so we're making a good pace. Um, the views are really nice. You know, we're not going to hit 40 views every single video, but hey, it's been better than late. So... I, I can't tell you enough how much I appreciate that. And if you're just listening to this because we're going to do, I, I've, I've started to do where it's different of a video, like a different video compared to a podcast that we talk about the same thing. So on YouTube, you're going to see the highlights and you're going to see a more shorn version of this draft evaluation that's more friendly to uh, someone with not a lot of attention span and no disrespect to you. But if you took that personally, we need to talk. But anyways, um, thank you for listening. And if you are on YouTube watching that video, I thank you as well. Let's get right into it, shall we? Because this was an interesting place to be for an Atlanta Falcons fan. Like you have a lot, you got a lot to uh, fix up. There's got to be a lot of broken pieces needed to be picked up from Dan Quinn and, and the horrible comebacks that they allowed throughout the years. For draft needs, man, it, it's it's sad, but uh, it starts with quarterback. You know, we've, we've come to the tail end of Matt Ryan's career. He is still a average to above average quarterback. I know people are going to throw the MVP in and a Super Bowl quarterback at me, but look, this guy is just not mobile. He's lengthy, but he's not speedy he's a very great pocket passer but I think we're starting to see the tail end of those types of quarterbacks like Matt Ryan in the NFL you got to be a dual threat quarterback in this league and credit to Matt Ryan for having the longevity that he has I think it has a little bit to do with Atlanta not wanting to give him up with the amount of money that they've given him but I think it's time to start to move on I mean ask Green Bay they moved on a little bit too early but for Matt Ryan it's it's coming to an end and I think a year or two, maybe after his contract ends in two years, I think we, we see the end of, of Ryan in the NFL. And they got to find a quarterback quick because A.J. McCarron's just not going to be that guy after Matt Ryan leaves. So by then, hopefully you think that they will have a quarterback soon. 
And with the season that they're most likely going to have in 2021, they're probably going to have a top 10 pick. But uh, as well, we need to talk about running back. Uh, Todd Gurley is still not officially signed with the team. He's a free agent, and I don't see them signing him back. He's had the knee issues. He had a good start to the 2020 year, but really fell off toward the end. And I think being unhealthy for many years is really going to come to bite him in the ass, really. So right now, they, they did sign Mike Davis, who had a great year with Carolina. And I don't know how long he's going to be the guy in Atlanta, but it's nice to see Mike Davis get a shot as running back one. And they also signed Cordero Patterson, who's a great special teams guy. Uh, they put him as running back two. I do see a guy in this draft that they picked up that may take over that spot of running back two or could work alongside Patterson in the special teams. Uh, offensive line, you definitely need some help interior-wise, and you need depth on the outside. Look, Jake Matthews is a monster uh, on the left side, and you, you may have a young guy at the right tackle, but you do need depth. I'll get into it in a second, but it is unbelievable how weak the depth is with this position as far as tackle goes. And interior-wise, they're they're pretty young, so um, it's, it's going to be... A rough couple of years unless the next few years offer great talent for the Atlanta Falcons as far as those types of positions sadly and this is where I say sadly everything on defense needs to be addressed for the Atlanta Falcons they need a pass rusher they need to help Dante Fowler who only had three sacks last year they need linebackers. They literally have one middle linebacker on the depth chart right now and as far as secondary they're young and a lot of those guys left. Keanu Neal, DeMonte KZ, they all went with Dan, with Dan Quinn. They all did. But it looks like right now that the only guy they can really count on, it's a two-year cornerback out of Clemson in A.J. Terrell, and he still has a lot to work with as well. So they need some help along with him. But this entire defense who gave up the most passing yards in the league, they were dead last in passing yards allowed in the NFL last year, and they were – one of the worst defenses in general last year. This defense needs help quickly. Uh, Dean Pease is taking over as defensive coordinator. He has led some really great defenses throughout the years. Two-time Super Bowl winner with the Patriots and the Ravens. This is a, a nice pickup for Arthur uh, Smith, who uh, actually got Pease to unretire for the uh, second time. Think about it as like Brett Favre of defensive coordinators. But hopefully... Um, this this is not going to be a one year thing. This is this has to be a three to four year project for for Dean Pease and this entire organization really. So let's get right into the picks because you know I just keep going on and on. But first round number four overall draft pick. We talked about it before. Look, the Falcons had to make this move as far as getting the best player available, and I say this, and I mean this with all my heart. Outside of the quarterbacks, but you can argue that this is the best prospect in all of the draft. Kyle Pitts is one of those guys that you just can't pass on. He is 6'6", 245, one of the best tight ends we've ever seen come out of college. Played at the University of Florida, dominated the offense there alongside Kyle Trask, and was just just a playmaker from the very beginning and he's worked with some really good coaches that have worked with hall of fame tight ends in the past so you can't count out the credibility of who's been molding kyle pitts to be this great tight end he is built 
like a tight end, but has feet like a wide receiver. He's too big for corners. He's too fast for uh, linebackers to pick him up in coverage. This guy is just a weirdo when it comes to deciding a game plan against him. You just can't put a guy like this against anybody on the defense and expect to be okay for 60 minutes. That's just not going to happen. He has amazing hands, agility, the just the tangibles and the abilities are all there for Kyle Pitts to be the next great tight end in the NFL. And it's pretty shocking to me that that tight end was one of the needs that some of these websites said that the Falcons need to go after, especially with how consistent this offense is at being explosive. And, and with all these weapons, not just Kyle Pitts now being included in that conversation, I think Hayden Hurst is a, a good run blocker and has been a nice threat for the uh, – for the Atlanta Falcons, and they, they've actually let go of uh, another one in uh, in Austin Hooper, who was traded to the Cleveland Browns, and I didn't feel like that was a right move for the Atlanta Falcons, but they made it work with Hayden Hurst, and, and uh, inevitably they, they go for Kyle Pitts, so it works out in their favor. Now you're talking about just unbelievable talent for Matt Ryan to end his career on. Look, this is going to be a passing team. This is really going to be a passing team for the next few years. It's going to be Julio Jones if he can stay healthy, which I don't think he can. Calvin Ridley, who is the number one receiver on this team. Don't at me. And now you have Kyle Pitts, who is basically another receiver. Don't forget about Russell Gage either. So Matt Ryan is really happy when it comes to this pick for the uh, Falcons. Kind of shocked that they don't go quarterback here, considering that this was the year of quarterbacks and you're coming toward the end of Ryan's career. You could have had Justin Fields. You could have had Mac Jones. It was there for the taking, and yet they pass on him. I can't blame them for going with Pitts, but I also would hold them against them if they end up with no quarterback two years from now. So I want to give Kyle Pitts an A-plus for this pick. But I'm going to drop it down to an A because of the fact that they pass on a quarterback, which is still a need for this team. Let's move on to the second round with safety out of UCF, the national champions. Truly, from a few years ago, they wanted Bama. Richie Grant safety out of Central Florida. One of the best uh, safeties in this draft, uh, prospect-wise. And it shows on the film... Uh, fundamentally, he's a sound tackler. I mean, he's going to wrap you up. He's not going to miss many. Amazing at creating turnovers and popping the ball out. This man is so reliant and just so uh, impactful when it comes to making a play when it matters the most. And he just he punches the ball. He just gets the right hit on that ball to where a lot of these playmakers on the opposite side just lose track of it. They, they forget that Richie Grant can just do that to them. So... He is amazing at that. He put up the numbers at UCF. I think he's a tone setter, which is exactly what this defense needs. It's depleted. It's young. It needs a front runner as far as a leader when it comes to the secondary. A.J. Terrell is amazing, but I think with this duo of Richie Grant and Terrell, oh, I think this is a really nice pick by the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, awareness is lacking somewhat when it comes to not playing high safety. Look, there's no doubting his abilities at the high safety position. His ball tracking, ball hawking skills are one of the best in the country. But when it comes down to playing in the, the linebacker position or a little bit further up, his awareness is lacking as far as recognizing the run or getting there in time. So if he can work on that, I think he can just prosper into this really great safety, reliable safety for the Falcons and really set the tone early 
about how you want to play physical, aggressive. There are some busted coverages throughout the film that popped out to me. And as the leader of that UCF defense, that's on him. And he'll take accountability on that. I guarantee you he would. Um, but you see it on the film that he looks back and he realizes that he has safety help, but there's no communication there. So if you can work on that as well with this new coaching staff and new system in Atlanta, I think this is a really good spot for Richard Grant to prosper and to, to be one of the stars of this defense. I mean, it, it's really him and A.J. Terrell. I, I, I can't say that enough that this is a very, very young group, and Richie Grant is now a part of that. But I think in a few years, this guy can be the leader of this defense, and we won't be talking about the Falcons being the worst passing uh, team in or the worst defensively passing team in the NFL. Uh, so I give it an A- minus for that for that pick. Moving on to the third round. We get tackle out of Michigan, Jalen Mayfield. Only started a full season in 2019, so we only have a really solid one year of film to look at. He was a reserve in 2018 and played only twice in 2020 in that shortened season due to a season-high or a season-ending high ankle sprain. So that's a tough injury to go through as a lineman for being so big. But hopefully he's he's all good to go. He's had a year to take off, and now he's ready to go. He gets the job done, but I wouldn't say his film stands out. I, I you know I love watching offensive linemen play uh, when it comes to film work as far as prospects go. And you you've heard it, you've seen it over the last couple of days. I have praised some of these guys. You know, especially Vera Tucker out of USC. I love Panay Sewell. I love Slater. These guys are the real deal. I love watching their film. Mayfield, though, I wasn't uberly excited when I saw him, but he gets the job done. He, he's a reliant guy for the most part. He'll give up some plays, but all in all, you give him a, a, an assignment, and I feel like he'll get the job done. Now, he will struggle with powerful defensive ends, and that's, that's going to be a tough task because there are a lot of great ones in the NFL right now. But if they're powerful where they can bull rush or or they have great hand techniques to where they can block off a hand or just get off the block, this guy is going to is gonna struggle a lot in the NFL. And that's my one thing is that like it's the third round. You're not going to get a solid 100% guy that you can just plug into the lineup. However, those things are red flags, considering that if you have to go against Miles Garrett, you have to go against T.J. Watt or Nick Bosa of of any kind, this is not going to be the guy that you can rely on to be a blindside or, or edge protector in the NFL. He does need to get stronger as well to be an impact. If you can't handle the hand techniques, at least handle the bull rushes, but you need to get stronger on that end. He's most likely going to be the backup for both Jake Matthews and Caleb McGarry. However... This is my only thing with the Falcons is that, yes, you address the tackle position, but I don't think this was the only time to address it. You only have four tackles on this team right now. Maybe some of those guards can play, but you don't have a lot of depth there. So any injuries that occur on this edge lineup, Mayfield is going to have to be the guy, and I don't think he is that guy yet. He's got to work on it for the next few years. He's got to bulk up a little bit more. But four offensive tackles on this team only right now is a concern. It very much is a concern right now. So 
for that pick, I give it a B minus. I'm not thrilled by it, but I'm also not put off by it. it you got to take what you can get in the third round, and it, it could have been a lot worse, really, for the Falcons. So we move on to the fourth round, and we're 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 sh- we're shooting through these, man. I love this. I, I feel I feel good. I feel like Mel Kiper right now. I hope you guys do as well. Fourth round, pretty busy for them. Cornerback at a San Diego State, Darren Hall. I give this as well a B minus. Much like Grant, not to the same physical and athletic ability. He's a tone setter for this team and brings a swagger to his play that I actually very much enjoyed for him playing as an Aztec. You know, when he would break off a pass or you know he he would bat off a ball. He let you know it, and he he had that swagger that was embodied by that entire defense. It was really nice to see. Loved how he doesn't allow a lot of space in 50-50 balls or one-on-ones. He's very locked up, which is really nice for his size. Pretty average size for a cornerback. But for the 50-50 balls, I would like to see him work more on tracking the ball, which he, he does have the ability to do. I mean, he has great ball tracking skills, and... Yet it kind of lacks when it comes to those 50-50 balls, just a launch through the through the air or the one-on-ones. If he falls behind, he feels like he's got to panic to get back on it and forgets about the ball. So work on that, which I definitely think he can improve tremendously in his time in the NFL. He's a solid tackler as well, like, like Grant. Uh, doesn't have top speed, but he makes up for it in those ball tracking skills and the handwork. Like the press coverage, I do enjoy it. You know, like like he isn't perfect at it, but he's definitely gotten very comfortable with it and confident with it. Experts say, analysts say that he's more likely to be a zone-type cornerback, which is fine. I think that with the struggles of this secondary over the last couple of years, just focusing on containing and not giving up the big play is exactly what you need. Just don't be as bad as you were last year, which is hard to say because that's got to take a lot. But being a zone type of cornerback and then also improving your man-on-man skills, it, it's going to take time. It's going to take patience. So being a zone type of guy early on isn't as bad. But I definitely think this guy has the potential to move up to not only being a great zone type cornerback, but to move on to just the one-on-ones. And you can rely on him to make a play or just not give up a play on film. So yeah, B- minus for that. Other pick in the fourth round, center out of Stanford, Drew Dahlman. I hate to do this. I really do, guys. I like this guy. I I think he is fundamentally and technically one of the best centers that I've seen so far. One of the best offensive linemen in general. And it it it's not surprising. It really isn't, considering that he is the son of the former Super Bowl champ. From the 49ers offensive lineman Chris Dahlman, he's learned from the best. He's learned from a great. And the technique and the fundamentals show on film. His handwork, his leverage, his stance, his form, everything's there, man. And it, like you're like, why Why are you so hesitant to give him an A? What, what, what's wrong with him? I'll tell you what's wrong with him. He's barely hitting 300 pounds and he's 6'3". Guys, from some of the great offensive linemen in this draft this year, they're working with 335 or more. They're in that 330 to 350 range, and that has to be the case when you're dealing with the big boys at the big level. Only at 300 pounds, he's got the height for it, but it's got to match the body type, 
and the 300 pounds just isn't going to cut it. Look, you're going to see it on the YouTube video if you do end up watching that. I'm going to put the film up of him getting absolutely leveled by some of these defensive linemen. I mean, they take him to the ground or they they pull him like a rag doll. It's sad to see because you you know that fundamentally he's got it all there. He's learned from a great and it's played at the high level, but there is that limitation to what he can do, and it's because he is too small as far as his weight goes. If he can bulk up to at least 315, 320 and still not lose some of that speed, he I think his best thing about him that can work in the NFL is on a screen or just picking up a block at the second level or the third level. He's got the speed to make it there in time. And also just be really good at handling a linebacker or a secondary guy. He will lock them the hell up. And it's going to be really nice to see when he does that eventually. However, if he does, really. However, I just don't think this guy is going to be at 300 pounds a starting guard or center. He's got the versatility to play both. But if you play him at either center, which is more likely what he can be in the NFL, or a guard, which is definitely not what you want to do, he will be thrown around by literal grown men and make them look tiny. He's going to get bullied by physical, strong, interior defensive linemen. And that's why this goes from an A type of guy to a D. I'm going to give him a D because where are you going to put him? Like, if you're going to bring depth to this offensive line, this is not the guy. Once a guy goes down, your, your center is um, your, your center is Matt Hennessy right now, who's only had one year under the Atlanta Falcons. And Alex Mack is gone. Matt Hennessy is your guy. He's still young. So hopefully he stays healthy there. Your guards are all right, but they're not great. So what if one of them goes down one day and you got to put in Drew Dahlman, who is one of your only backup defensive or offensive linemen? What are you going to do then against J.J. Watt? Against, oh, man, Jadavion Clowney. Like, this is just not going to be your guy. This can't be your guy. So I give it a D. I, I love him for his technicality and his form, his fundamentals. Because you got to have fundamentals. So that's why it's not an F. But i got to give it a D because this guy's just not... He's just not built for the NFL. He doesn't have the size for it. We move on to the fifth round where you see the most activity for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, for these first two picks that I'm going to talk about in the fifth round, they, they're projects... And one of them is going to be a better project than the other. So let's first start off with the lesser of the two in defensive tackle out of Texas, Taquan Graham. I mean, this guy has some physical attributes that would fit an NFL player. He's got 35-inch arms. He's got a long wingspan. And, I mean, that's great for a defensive end or defensive tackle. But he's lacking the overall package as a dominant interior guy. Like, he can stand up. He can put his hand down, and he will drive. However, there's only small amounts of moments where he has great swiping and pull-offs from a block. It's just not consistent enough for me to be like, wow, this guy has something to him, and I can't wait to see more. 
if there's any case that he makes it in the NFL, it's his patience in recognizing a play, whether that's pass or rush, and just stay laying low, not rushing. He's not going to be a sack type of guy. He didn't have a lot of them at Texas. He was just more of a just annoyance in the middle of the pocket. And then if that quarterback would step up, I think that's where you're going to see Graham step up to the plate. Um, I could also see him as a run stuffer because he does have that patience. So if he just lays low and just let the play come to him, I, I feel like Graham can be a good backup for that. Uh, the other fifth round pick, the second one for the Atlanta Falcons is defensive end at a Notre Dame. I want to make sure that I say this correctly because this is this is a name. I want to make sure that I get this name right because this is this is a hell of a name. But I want to put no disrespect on this man. A day to combo. Okandeji. There you go. I got it. I got it. That, that was like the fourth try for this uh, for, for this recording. But let, let's just call him Deji. Let's just call him Deji for now. Look, this guy is built like a physical specimen. I was, you know, as a Cowboys fan, I just kind of go to my first instinct, which is what does he resemble in the Cowboys? For most of you, uh, I mean, like a Randy Gregory slash Alden Smith combination I mean, they're roughly the same height, around 6'4", around same weight as 240, 250. He's gained 60 pounds since arriving at Notre Dame. This guy has been around the block for a while at Notre Dame with the hunchback. His best year was 2019 with four and a half sacks and three forced fumbles. And you're saying, well, that's cool. He only started one of those games. I mean, he played a lot, but he only started one of those games and was so productive in that year. 2020 wasn't as good, but still productive as far as a guy that's still learning how to play the position at a high level. I, I think this is the best project that the Atlanta Falcons have going for them right now. And if this guy works out, dude, like we've seen what Alden Smith can do when he plays at a great, great level. Randy Gregory, you're starting to see that if he's not being suspended, that he can be a starting edge rusher in the NFL. Deji is well, like, he, he's got a lot of work to do. He, he's got a lot of work to do. But the way that he, the way that he plays is just not physical enough for me. I need a maniac. I need a guy that's just a freak, like how he looks. I need, a ju I need to judge him like a cover of a book. If I look at him, and when you see him on the field, you're like, that man could kill me. He's got to play like that. I don't see that play yet. I don't see that fight. So once he gets that fight under him, Deji is going to be a monster in the NFL. And he can be a really, really important piece to this rebuilding defense in Atlanta. So I, I like the pick. I like the, the project that is Deji. And I love the name. I don't know how many times I'm going to say it fully. So I'm just going to go with Deji for now. The last pick of the fifth round for the Falcons is cornerback slash kick returner slash punt returner slash special teams guru out of Boise State, Avery Williams. Let's just get this right off the bat. He is not going to play cornerback in the NFL. He's 5'8", less than 200 pounds. He ain't going to play corner. And he's not even listed as a cornerback on the depth chart. Look, I'll set it up for you. He played running back in high school. 
He's still a shorter running back, but you've seen some short running backs go in this draft already. Played running back in high school. Was a punt returner, kick returner. I mean, was setting records at Boise State. This man is electric when it comes to being a special teams guy. He's going to be the special team steal of the draft. Let's just put it out there. And now, being on the same team with Cordero Patterson, this is actually a great fit for him. He can learn from Cordero and, and be the next Cordero. That's going to be really nice to see as kind of the passing of the torch here because Patterson has plenty of resume to work with in the NFL. But this can be the next guy. Avery Williams is just a freak when it comes to special teams. What I want to see, though, not only will Kyle Pitts be on this offense, along with Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, Russell Gage, Mike Davis will handle the backfield, Cordell Patterson will be in there in the mix, but how about the Atlanta Falcons find themselves a their own version of Tyson Hill, or Taysom Hill, sorry. What if they find their own Tavon Austin? What if they find their own little gadget player? This is the gadget player. Him and Rondale Moore look like the gadget players of the century. But Avery Williams, I love me some Boise State guys. I'm a Cowboys fan. I got to love Boise State guys. These guys are tough. These guys are hungry to play at a high level. And Avery Williams embodies that. So this guy can be really fun to watch over the next year, next few years. I think this is one of the best or probably the best late draft pick for the Falcons out of this entire list. And I mean, like he, he got drafted with cornerback film and he's never going to play cornerback for this team. I guarantee it, but I, I really like this player. So as the fifth round goes, I got like a, like a C for Graham. I'll give a, a C plus B minus well, we'll go C plus for for Deji, and I give B plus to Avery Williams because he's going to be a really nice addition, and Arthur Smith is going to have fun with this guy. I really do believe that. We end it in the sixth round with wide receiver at Arizona State, Frank Darby. Those Sun Devils are providing some really good wide receivers over the years. Nikhil Harry. And recently, Brandon Ayuk, who just took over last year as one of the best rookie wide receivers in an already amazing class. Frank Darby is leaning toward the Nikhil Harry type of route when it comes to making it in the NFL. Look, look Harry, I hope that this year, which is his final chance with the Patriots, really, I, I hope that you stay healthy and you finally get to show off your talent. But if you don't, you're, you're kind of disappointing me. And Frank Darby might give me those same vibes. He's a great athlete. Like, the way that he, he releases, the way that he just snaps his head to really dedicate and sell a route is fundamentally great. However, he's slow to break off those routes. He takes those extra few steps to, by the time that he's already breaking, that corner is already recognizing where he's going. So he gives it away more often than not. But as a wide receiver, there's one thing you cannot be, and that's a dropper. You can't have drop issues and be expected to be a great wide receiver. There's only been a, a slight handful of guys throughout the years that have made it past drop issues. And one of those is Amari Cooper. This ain't Amari Cooper. This is not a first-round draft pick. 
This is not a guy that dominated college football at a high program. This is Arizona State, Frank Darby, who after Brandon Ayuk left, had to take over as uh, wide receiver one and really didn't live up to that potential because of those drops. He doesn't like to catch out of his frame, so if it's a difficult catch, you saw it on the film during games, but also during the senior bowl highlights, like when he went one-on-one with some of these corners, the throws weren't the best, I I will say that, but as a great wide receiver, you have to be outside of your comfort zone when it comes to catching those balls. He did not catch a lot of those balls. I mean, it took a while for him to get going and actually feel confident in his catching ability, but by then, he already dropped four or five balls, and that cannot be acceptable at the next level. Do I really think this is going to matter in the end for the Falcons when they already have great receivers and they have weapons across the board? Frank Darby's just going to be a depth chart guy. But for the lack of ability to catch the ball in a consistent level and the route breaks, I'm not too fond of this draft pick. So overall, as we look at this draft, they get the big like, big deal player in Kyle Pitts. I say they have a few sleepers in here, but not many in Grant and in Avery Williams. So I'm going to give the Atlanta Falcons a C plus because there are still a lot of things to be done with this depth chart, with this roster. And I know it, the, the, the draft is not going to figure that self or figure itself out with that. I, I just say like one step at a time, there's some good players. There's a few bad ones that I just don't feel like are necessary. And we got to consider that they still only have one middle linebacker. On, on this uh on this roster and for the defensive line really if Deji can improve quickly I mean he he can be he can be something but other than that like there's just there's nothing to really work as work with as far as an edge rusher or a defensive tackle in the middle that will get to the quarterback and at least take some relief off the secondary. None of that's there. I didn't think they needed a receiver. I would have gone with a other tackle or a middle linebacker or a linebacker of some sort instead of Drew Dahlman. That's just me, but like that that's just going to be my grade C+. Plus. So, yeah. So, for the Falcons, it's a long road ahead. And I'm sorry for you Falcons fans, but at least you got Kyle Pitts. At least you got Kyle Pitts. This is going to do it for this episode of the Bubble Up Sports Podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to this. Make sure to uh, follow on all platforms. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already. And if you'd like to, anchor.fm slash bubbleluts, you can actually subscribe for a membership, a dollar, five dollars, or ten dollars a month, and it goes directly to me. That would really help me out, guys. Make some type of living off of this. So thank you again. Have a great night. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you again for another draft class evaluation soon enough on the Bubble Up Sports Podcast.